Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. All right, all right. We are daring to be different once again. This is Yaya, and I am the host of this wonderful show. My gosh, we have one of the most prolific titles uh, of our show today is No More Self-Sabotage. Wow, do we not sabotage ourselves a lot? Are we our own worst enemy? Do we unknowingly sabotage our own dreams? Wow. Wow, what a what a title today. Um and so we're going to go through just, you know, uh not self-sabotaging ourselves and and um wow, it's, to me that is just one of the most prolific titles that we've had on this show. Uh but first of all, we're going to go ahead and listen to the package Little Ken. We rapping the package, we turn up our ass and we eating the cabbage Get in the cash and we turning the savage, you come with the magic You picking some actors, that's why you be spazzing We jumping the action, our trapping so laughing We flooded with rabbits, we mixing up pallet A mill in the cash and bouquet in the basket Rapping while dropping, we rapping the package We turn up our ass and we eating the cabbage Get in the cash and we turning the savage, you come with the magic you bigger some actors, that's why you be sizing. We jump in the action, our trap is so loud. We flooded with rabbits, we mixing up, pallet a mill in the cat, the bouquet in the back. Let me get on, let me get on. I got my foot dirty, no seven. They said the package would be in by 11. Okay, I'm trapped 24, jumping like your 7 Eleven. I made a quarter million at the house by 7 Eleven. And when the package touched down, you know we doing damage. Break it down to OZ and check for extra grammar. And before I had my daughter, nigga, I to kill my family, and it's free Bumblebee until he out the hundred. I say out the jam, them Haitians going ham. We on them red bottom niggas, you can keep them space jam. Yeah, the package touched down, yeah, the package land. Losing the pace, confusing the ways my dude's self face, I'm hiding my pain. Okay. They 
Exploring the lean, I'm tempted to lean, but I'm smoking daydream. Break up on our feet, assemble the team, then conquer the streets. If you're hungry to eat, then you feel just like me, only mine is a piece. I'm king of the hill, just chasing the bill, just trying to hit a truck. Rapping, watch out, we rapping the package. We trying to buy ass, and we eating the cabbage. Getting the cash, and we turning the savage. You come with the madness. You bigger some actors, that's why you be fast and we jump in the action, our trap is so laughing. We flat it with rappers, we mix in the palette, a mill in the casket, bouquet in the basket. Rapping, watch out, and we rapping the package, we count up our ass and we eating the cabbage. Get in the cash and we turn in the savage, you come with the madness. You bigger some actors, that's why you be fast and we jump in the action, our trap is so laughing. We flat it with rappers, we mix in the palette, a mill in the casket, bouquet in the basket. That was Lil Tins with the package. Man, I tell you, we have a package within ourselves. And, you know, we, I mean, all of us, I'm not talking about just you. I'm not talking about just me. I'm sure that many of us can relate to what I'm getting ready to say right now. And that that is that we all have that procrastination moment, all have that, I'll do it later kind of thing. We all have that. And and to me, that's where we self-sabotage ourselves. That's where the sabotage comes in. And I have to say, <laughs> it, it it damages our our motivation. It damages our our um it, it just damages us. It damages us as far as our dreams. It damages us as far as um, the goals that we've set for ourselves. And I'm going to tell you what self-sabotage is. It's those pesky habits that we've developed that we can't seem to get rid of. Wow. You know, I know that I have got some pesky habits. But I'm changing my habits. And that's the hardest part. Changing those pesky habits. What do we do about those things? Well, when we're young, I think I told you, when we're young, we we are presented with a bunch of questions in life. What is that? What does that taste like? Do I like that? Is that something I want to repeat? Does that hurt? Uh, does it tickle? Um, is it edible? You know, so these these questions were presented to us as we grew up. We got more complicated. But then, you know, if you like pineapples, and the moment you tasted pineapples, because the the moment you saw a pineapple, you questioned it. You probably thought, well, wow, what is that? And and can I eat it? And wow, it's it's kind of prickly. Wow, it tastes really good if it's ripe. Wow. So your brain learns. By questions. So I think I said this the last time. Ask the right question. It's interesting because, okay, so we're going to go through a few questions that I'm beginning to ask myself. And I'm going to go ahead and pull and pull up a couple of notes here. Let me get my bag. Let me get my bag. Because I travel and I take my bag with me in my travels. And I write down a lot of questions. 
And so it's like a goal-setting notebook, basically. And the notebook has my questions in there, and it, and it you know, it asks me um, a few things. And I'm going to go over some of those things now with you. Obviously, I have my, you know, my statement of affirmation. I'm going to tell you right now. The reason that I wrote these questions down is because my habit has created something negative in my mind. So basically what I'm doing is I'm reprogramming my mind. I'm reprogramming the way I think about myself, the way I think about the tasks I need to complete, the way I think about different things. And I'm going to go ahead and share this with you, not because I am, you know, I, I'm just going to share it with you because I feel like a lot of people need to hear me say it because I have issues too, you know, and, and, and I want to get over my issues. So here it is. Here's a few questions that I – now I'm going to go ahead and tell you the negative. I've never believed myself to be a pretty girl, never. And, you know, I'm not even average to me in my own my own right because – there are girls out there with the curly hair. There are girls out there with the really nice bodies. And and there are girls out there with, you know, with uh, the long, luxurious, natural hair. And, you know, me and and my, my stuff I got on my head. <laughs> it's curly. It's way, way, way curly. So I never really thought of myself as that beauty standard. And what had happened was, I'm going to tell you what, triggered it. I'm a pretty good actress. I'm not going to toot a horn or anything, but I am pretty good. I'm not perfect. I'm not great. I'm just okay. I guess I'm really good at theater. I love theater. I started in theater, so I'm really great at theater and musical theater. I love. I love to sing and act at the same time. That is my thing. However, when I went for a few movies, I was in the past for John Leguizamo. If you blink, you will never see me. Um, <laughs> I was in a couple of movies uh, about uh, the German tourists in the 1990s that got killed when they came to Miami. I was um, I was in that movie. Um, I was in a lot of different videos, Lal Pusini, um, a lot of different uh, different movies and things like that. And so, what I'm saying is, when I went in for this one role, it was my last audition, and I know this could be really heartbreaking. It was my last audition because when I went in. I did a really good job. I mean, they really liked me. But you know what they told me? And this is what made me feel like I was not. I was just an ugly, ugly duckling. I was just not. Standard beauty is just way beyond me. They said, and I quote, you're too ethnic looking. Yeah. So what does that mean? ethnic looking, right? Okay. How do you take that? You're too black. Okay. That hurt. And I've carried that to me, with me, sorry, since I was in my 20s. This over 20 years. Yes, I'm telling my age, so what? carried that so long that it really stuck with me that people would say, I'm too ethnic looking. 
I remember that like as it was yesterday. You're a great actress. You can do the part. You're just too ethnic looking for what we're looking for. That hurt. It hurt so much that it gave me a self-image. It got engraved, you could say, into the subconscious levels of my brain. And to this day, every time I look at myself in the mirror, I see a really ethnic-looking girl staring back at me. What do you say about that? What do you say to a person when you look at them and you, and you say something? Remember that this is being etched in their brains. I've carried this comment for more than 20 years, and it has shaped the way I see myself. That is sad. So I put down in my questions, why am I so beautiful? And I ask myself that every day. Why am I so beautiful? Why am I so beautiful? Why am I so beautiful? And today I looked at myself in a mirror. I wasn't even at home. And I looked at myself in the mirror. And I saw looking girl looking back this time. <laughs> I actually saw someone that was beautiful. It took me 20 years to ask the right question. And to take that response that someone said to me 20 years ago that really hurt. And I don't think they even realized it hurt me. And it even stopped me from acting out of my mind. 20 years. So when I look in the mirror now, I see a girl with locks. I see a girl with beautiful hair. I see a girl with beautiful eyes. I see a girl looking back at me that's pretty darn good looking there. <laughs> so that took me 20 years. The second one was I had a, uh, a acquaintance back in high school. They used to call me really dumb. You're so stupid. You're so stupid. And I don't think I'm stupid, but that, that really did stay in my mind for a long time. And I have to say that didn't I didn't believe it, never really believed it, but I wanted to get it out of my head. That was the next thing I wanted to get out of my head. So I told myself, why am I so smart? And I go down the list of the things that I can do, and I'm grateful for those things that I can do. And you know what? I see that I am smart, that I do know a lot. I don't know everything, but I'm definitely not dumb. And I'm definitely not stupid. So the next thing for me would be my weight. There's a lot of people out there that are doing the weight thing. And so you know how it's so hard sometimes to lose weight and sometimes you get stuck at this plateau. And so I was like dreading, I mean seriously dreading the working out. 
I didn't want to work out, not so much, but the way I know I need to work out to lose weight and to get in shape and get toned, I didn't want to do that much, you know. But then I said to myself, why not? I know what I need to do. I know it has to be done, and I know there is really no other way to do it. So I ask myself this question, why is it so easy for me to lose weight? And guess what? I actually answered the question with because I go to the gym and I got to work out and I work out hard and I do squats every day and steps every day and I do at least 30 minutes of, of cardio every day and then I give myself a break at least twice a week. This is why it's so easy for me to lose weight. And at the moment, I wasn't doing all of that. <laughs> but you know what? Now I am. Because I've asked myself the right question. And now I really love going to the gym. I mean, like, truly, today was my day off at the gym. And I really, really miss the gym. But I know I need to give my body a break. Because last night I could barely do a – this morning when I went to go sit up and get out of the bed, I went to go sit up and I went, ow, my stomach hurt from the sit-ups I did the day before. And so I was like, okay, today's my break. Today's my day off. But then tomorrow I'm hitting it again. I really, truly love looking at my body transform. You know, why is it so easy for me to lose weight? Because I've implemented all the things that I said why it would be that I would lose weight. Why would it be so easy? So, my questions are, why am I so beautiful? And I have the answer for that. You know, beauty is not always on the out on the outside appearance, but it truly is some it is most of the time like an iceberg, it's on the inside. But I don't like I said, don't see the ethnic girl looking back at me again. I see a beautiful woman looking back at me, someone who has grown up and learned that other people can be cruel, but a lot of times they don't realize that they're etching things, the repercussions of their 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 responses really do stick with people for a long time. Okay, so then I said, why am I so talented? So I'm working on this one because there's a lot of things I have to do. Why am I so talented? Why am I so blessed? I mean, there are so many different questions that I've asked myself. But the biggest one that I love is why do I love working out? Why do I love eating healthy? When I answered these questions, remember, I wasn't implementing anything before. But all of a sudden, the questions we get answers. And then the answer said, well, this is why. And so now, guess what? Everything that I said I'm doing when I answered the questions before I was doing it, actually, I'm doing all of that now. It's amazing how we can transform our lives with the right question. So what are you doing? to transform your life. 
And I hope you join me in asking the right questions. I'm going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to play one of my songs called Weekend because it's almost the weekend. So here it is, Yaya Diamond's Weekend.
And that was You Better Know, Reverend Barry and the Funk, and that was me singing the lead on that. Before that, that was the weekend, because it's almost the weekend, guys. Yes. Um, I wanted to let you guys know that we're doing a live broadcast on Reverend Barry and the Funk Facebook page. If you ever want to see me in action, you can tune in uh, to Reverend Barry and the Funk on uh, Facebook. Uh, you can go ahead and just type in Funktastic Soul or just Reverend Barry and the Funk, and you'll get us. And we'll be broadcasting live at 9 p.m. off of Facebook. We're going to go ahead and take our guest. Thank you for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hello, this is Victoria Mavis from Germany, and I am a professional magician. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so tell me, how did you get started in that? I started when I was only four years old. I learned my first magic trick, and with seven I got my magic set, and I had my first stage appearance, and since that I'm doing magic shows all over the world, and since Sometime I do have my own podcast now. You do? Wow. Wait, wait, wait. What's the name of the podcast? Yes, the podcast is called Pure Mind Magic by Victoria Mavis, and it's all about how to become the magician in your own life and how to turn your thoughts into your dream reality. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is amazing to me because you know Why? I love magic, can't do it, but I love it. Because <laughs> that's like, how did that happen? <laughs> but I do love it. Okay, so when you first, when you saw that first person in your life that did magic, what was that like for you? It was incredible. It was so inspiring, and I couldn't handle it at the age of four, but it felt just huge, and it it just became my destiny then. Wow, at the age of four. Wow. Okay, so then after that, obviously, it was a while, of course, but your first magic trick, you did it. You accomplished it, or was it a failure? Yes, I accomplished it, actually, and I did it in the kindergarten. So and oh. my parents had to see it over and over again. <laughs> That is so cute. That is so cool, though. Oh, my gosh. Wow, wow. So you got your first magic trick. That just encouraged you to do more. And then your first professional show. Tell me about that. How did that go for you? It was seven, and I was there on stage, and I was even at the age of seven able to fool adults in the audience because afterwards they came and had no idea how I did it and that just felt great. Oh wow. Oh wow. That I mean, you know, being that you uh are a musician and that you started, was there ever any point in your in your in your profession that you thought that maybe you weren't advancing because you didn't uh, do the right things to make your career go forward? Uh, actually, no, because it's going on over and over. So I'm in the magic circle. I do magic conventions all over the world. And I came up with this 
podcast idea because as you know as a magician you have to keep everything you do a secret and i mm -hmm. wanted to create more value for people because as magicians we always make the impossible possible and this is a specific mindset so i wanted to put this in something people can learn from so this is kind of the next step close to real magic mm. Mm. so there okay so in your life, there's never been a time where you felt like maybe you could have done something different? Oh, you mean about the magic, yeah, or in, yeah. in general, all right. Um, of course, there were times that were tough, so I first did magic part-time because I had not the courage to do it full-time, and in Germany it's kind of different as well. So I worked in a normal job, daytime, and during the night I did my magic shows, and that was really exhausting until I made the decision to go as a professional magician full-time. Mm. Mm. Now, when you did that, when you went full-time, what was that like for you? It was a, a big step but there was something really bad happening because I lost my mom in the hospital and it was mm -hmm. this moment where I thought I just have to do it because I can go back always, but I will regret it when I don't do it yet. And so this hit me very hard and I made the decision and I stick to it. Okay, all right. Now, I'm sorry to hear about losing your mom. Definitely that. That's hard. That's a hard one. Okay, so you, lost, yes. you 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 went through the whole thing. You got everything right. You did everything. You got it pro professional. After that, you see all the things that you've done. If you look back, tell us one thing that you did that you're so happy you did, and if you didn't do that, your career wouldn't be where it is today. Ah, this is a great question. Maybe it was the point when I always dreamed to have my own book and I visualized it being in the bookstore because I love hanging around in bookstores all over the world and finding new material, finding great books and great authors. And then I could make it happen. So it's, it's just in German now, in a German book, but I, find a, I found a publisher and they did my book. And this was really great because then I got on TV, I got on radio in Germany that pushed a lot of things further and it was a dream come true because I think a lot of people are dreaming to write their own book and it's it's a tough process to really get it down and out into paper into the stores. Mm. Mm. So what was it like to write that first book? I mean, was it scary? I, I, I mean, were you nervous about what people would think? Yeah, sure. I think this is kind of normal, but I wanted to make it really inspirational. And it was not so easy to really sit down and write everything and do all the research and put in a structure because as an artist, you are more this creative, maybe sometimes chaotic person. And I had to push myself through that to do the structure, to be on time to have a deadline and get everything 
in. But it worked and it was a process. I learned a lot and it was just great. So everyone who has a wish to write a book, I just can encourage them to do it because it changes a lot. Mm, 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 mm. Well, okay, so the book changes a lot. What do you mean by that? Did you, like, start it and then threw it away and then change it again? And then, I mean, was that is that what you're saying? Or are you saying throughout the process you gain more information, you learn more, and then you thought it was going to go one way and it just kind of went another way? I mean, the process of writing was uh, hard, but then afterwards there were big rewards because, a lot of people approached me while they found my book in a bookstore, so I got more shows through that. People uh, got interested in all my work, and I got emails that the book magically changed the life of people because they just found it at the right place and the right moment in their life. And so I made it that they had something really from the magic for their own lives, not just sitting down and watching a magic show, what is typical, but going a step further and taking some essence of the magic for themselves. Mm-hmm. Wow. And if you had to do one thing over again, what would that be? One thing. Huh, good question. So <laughs> I think I would decide for an international agency, our management, so someone who's really playing international and makes it easier for me to get shows all around the world. Mm. Well, that's something you could still do. Yes, probably. I mean, I have my management, my agency now. They are based in Germany. But from the feeling, it would be different to have someone in another spot around the world, maybe in the United States, because I really love being in the United States. And my experience is that people really appreciate magic there because they love entertainment and the magic and being a kid again. And maybe, you know, we Germans are known for being very serious and analytical and all that. So it's always great when I find some American people in my audience. Oh, wow. And so, all right, tell me now, what would it be if you had if you thought of one thing that you did that you sabotaged yourself with something like a self sabotage what is that thing or have you ever self sabotaged yourself well i think in the creative process it's really easy to get distracted you know so when you work on something it's not so easy to keep the clear focus and mm-hmm. I think this is the thing, yeah, I was dealing with and still do sometimes. Mm. Mm. Not focusing enough. I, I hear yes. you. I hear you. Because sometimes I get home and I don't want to. I just, nope, it's just not there. <laughs> it's just not there. I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying. And it's like, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> So I know how you feel. Just how you feel. Wow, wow. Well, where can people reach you um, to see your your to buy your book? Um, so your podcast I already have up, so that's on iTunes, and I have the link for that on our page. But do you have any other place where we can reach you uh, and and actually purchase your book as well? 
You can find me on Facebook by Victoria Mavis, and also there's a website. It's victoria-mavis.com. And the book, as I said, so far is just in German, so you can find it on the German Amazon in case you understand German, and hopefully it will be out in English soon. Yeah. That is so good, though. So it's victoriamavis.com. Yes, victoriamavis.com. And as we said, so the podcast... I Great. see it. The podcast is on iTunes. You're, you're, so you're really quick. Fantastic. You got it. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no. And it, and you know what? Your website actually does translate to English. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you get it. And I think from the pictures and videos, you get an impression of the magic, of the modern yes. mer- magic that I'm doing to entertain people. Yes, I see it. I see it. Amazing. Like I said, I would not be the one to to try. I would burn my hands, and everybody else would be dead. Because <laughs> that's the way up there. I'm like, yeah, that's that's for her. <laughs> but that's wonderful. I love it. I absolutely love it. And and I hope you do get your dream of having an international booking agency where you can come to the states and do your and do your craft here. Thank you so much for being on the show. If there was one more thing that you could tell your fans, one more thing that you could tell a person that wants to get started, what would that one thing be? I would say get inspired. Today it's really easy because YouTube is full of magic, but I think a good way to get in is really buy a magic book because then you get into a deeper level. And, of course, when you're really interested, the magic circle is all over the world, like the magician's community, and it's really good to find friends there and be connected with them in the magic scene. Mm. Mm. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show. You know, I would love for you to... um, I'm going to go ahead and look on your page and see if I can grab a video. But if you have a video of yourself, send it to me because I can put that on our page and, and definitely have, you know, create some interest. You know what I mean? I think it's kind of cool to be a magician because, you know, here it is and now it's done. I mean, you know, if I could, like, make $1,000 disappear every show, I would get paid really good. <laughs> yes. Sounds good. All right. So I'm going to send you a video. You can put it there, and maybe we can inspire then some of your listeners. Definitely, because, I, you know, I, I upped it, you know. I'd be like, yeah, give me your money. I'll make it disappear. <laughs> I can imagine that you are good at that. <laughs> yes. Probably well, you can you also so make much. some chocolate vanish. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I got you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Victoria, for being on the show. I appreciate it so much. And congratulations on the podcast. And uh, we will be here rooting for you on this end to get that international booking agent. Thanks for having me. It was really a great interview and a lot of fun talking to you. And maybe we talk to each other again. I would love it. That would be awesome. Great. I would love that. Fantastic. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Good night. Good night. See, Victoria is amazing. I went to her website. That's victoria-mavis.com. And 
I'm telling you, I was looking at the picture, and she's got, like, this book open, and it's got fire coming out of it. And, yeah, somebody would be calling the fire station, the fire, the closest, the nearest firehouse, because everything would be burned down by the time they got back if it was me on that stage. But obviously it's not, and that's a good thing. So Victoria can be reached at victoria-mavis.com. You can also get her podcast on itunes.apple.com. It's going to be pure mind magic. So, And, again, she does have her book out, so if you do speak German, that would be great. She said um, during the interview that she's going to have it translated to English, and that would be awesome, too. So then uh, we're hoping to get the video from her as soon as possible so we can put it up on our Facebook page. Our Facebook page is Dream Chasers Radio. We're going to go ahead and take a short break, and we'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. We do have another guest on the show. You know how I roll. You know how this goes. We're going to have inspiration up the wazoo for you so that you can be focused and all of us can get better at our dream. Don't you go on where this is? Let me see what I got here. I love doing music by people. Trevin would transcend this. If you've never heard of Trevin, he is a jazz artist, and Transcendence is just a beautiful piece.
that played all day long That got stuck in his brain His mom had to move to the city It wasn't always this way His mom had two jobs He would skip school Be hanging in the streets all day
and that was Reverend Barry and the Funk with uh, Wise Man and Sex and Good Love. Um, so we're going to go ahead and go with our guest. Uh, I'm excited, but you've been listening to us on WKDW 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio, as well as Bomb Baby Radio, and the Caribbean Community Radio Network in the Caribbean. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I almost forgot to say that because I was so excited about today's show. And we're going to have our next guest on. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Okay. Are you here? Hello. Yes, we're here. Okay, sorry about that. How you doing? Uh, I'm Lance Fitz, uh, director of the new romantic comedy, Love to Love. That'll be in theaters very soon. So how you guys doing? We're doing good. Congratulations. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. A lot of hard work, I tell you right now, uh, putting together the first movie uh, project. So uh, lots of hard work, uh, lots of fun as well, too, lots of laughter. Some that uh, no matter what race you are, uh, male, female, you'll be able to take some from this movie and relate to it in a funny way. So I'm excited. Tell, tell us about that. Tell us about that. That the first project. How was? I mean, you know, all the laughs, all the laughter, the hard work. But tell us, like, you know, what was it that just just took your breath away from it? Biggest, um, I don't say challenge was. First, sitting, sitting down and writing script. I picked the project up a couple of times, put it down. After that, I said, you know what, let's go ahead and finish it. And then uh, the next step was once it was completely finished, uh, I have one of my good friends uh, out in uh, California, and he does a lot of production work for a couple of Hollywood studios and a couple of things like Hula, things of that nature. And I let him read over it, and he said, I like it. He said, you need to go ahead and, and move forward with this project. Because at first, I was a little unsure. And I said, okay, well, mm-hmm. he gave me the confidence I need. So I said, okay, it works. It makes sense. Now let's start putting together the team of actors to make this come to life. So, and once we did that, they just start rolling downhill after that. So fun. Wow. So it's really been fun. So. so you're talking about the team of actors as a director. Mm-hmm. How was it like, I mean, to work with, with Will and Bridget and what were some of the funny stories that you have while you're on the set? Oh, definitely. Uh, Will, uh, a.k.a. Uh, we call him Milwaukee Sailor. Uh, he's a real talented director, uh, does everything from movies, photography, videos, things of that nature. And uh, he's one person that was able to see the vision. And I didn't realize when you're shooting a movie, uh, let's say when you're on set, I'm thinking, hey, you knock out one scene, okay, we go to the next one. Uh, shooting a movie, anybody can tell you this that's done movies before, like one scene can take hours because you have to get it from every angle to make sure it's right because after we get it, you have to go edit everything down. So I didn't realize, like, whoa, we're here for three or four hours on a couple of scenes, things of that nature. But uh, it's been fun. And uh, Bridget, she works with me. She's uh, one of my closest friends slash executive producer of the project. Uh, she serves as my strategist, so when I have ideas, I kind of bounce them off her, and she makes everything come to life. Um, one thing about Will, uh, if you ever follow him, this is for like all of your listeners as well, to go to uh, Instagram or Facebook, Milwaukee Salient. Uh, not only is he a director, but he's in the gym all the time, so we call him Mr. Thirst Trap. So you see him taking all kind of pictures with his shirts off and everything. So just funny <laughs> stories like that, so we make sure we take fun of him. When we on set, like, hey, man, like, 
you want to put a shirt on or something. So we just have fun with him on that. But he's, he's one of my closest friends as well, too. Very talented, very talented. So uh, I enjoy working with both of those, too. Wow. Wow. Okay, so I have to ask this. What is the message you want your audience to get from this movie? Okay, because, so, I mean, everybody has a movie. Everybody has a story. And this is wonderful that you got your story out in the movies. I mean, like, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Not, no lie. But what is that message that you want to convey? Uh, that even in 2018, moving forward, everything that we see on social media, uh, TV, uh, two things that we all have to do is laugh and love. And that's one thing that I want to make sure that the audience gets in this movie once they see it. Um, that no matter what relationship you've been in, past, present, you're married, single, you just got a relationship, you're going to find a way to laugh at this movie when you watch it. It's going to be like, hey, I can relate to this. Or, hey, I had something like this to uh, make me better. But you also were able to learn from it. But uh, the best thing I wanted to do, I didn't want to come with anything like a drama for the first one or things of that nature. I just want to come with something that's uh, more of a comedy, but in the sense of uh, all the hopeless romantics out there. And uh, once mm. everyone watches this movie, you're going to love it. And it's going to be like, okay, I, I, I definitely get it. I'm looking forward to the next project, whatever Lance and Will and Bridget put together next. So, But uh, it's something that the audience will be able to get and love. Trust me. Wow. You know, I have to say that it it can't be – uh, it can't be all serious. So what? what's some of the dating stories you have that are funny? I mean, since this is like, you know, a love kind of thing. Uh, well, I, I think that uh, when we put this project together, uh, for me personally, you know, there are, uh, rumor has it, it may be a couple uh, things that I've taken from my friends close to me, their relationships, some stuff I've been through as well, too. Uh, good stuff, a little bit of bad, but nothing too bad, nothing serious like that, like no restraining orders, nothing like that I've ever had against anybody or vice versa. Uh, but just taking the ups and downs that we go through in search for love. Uh, I'm pretty sure that, you know, your listeners, uh, think about how many dates uh, people may go on and, you know, the good parts of the dates, the bad parts. But, you know, when you go to friends, you kind of, bounce that off each other and laugh about it. And that's kind of one thing that we wanted to highlight in this project, um, the ups and downs and the search for love, and that everything doesn't end with a, uh, a romantic story, but sometimes you have to work hard to get that, and throughout that, some ups and downs. But it's, really, it's a good movie, good movie. Awesome, awesome. I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay, so... Talk about the cast and their role in this movie. Because, I mean, you're the director, you're the writer, you did all of that. Now you turned it over to the cast and role. Tell us about that. Gotcha. Um, it stars uh, comedian Kida Kingsby. Uh, he plays a character, Lamar. His character is uh, a, a guy that's pretty successful in a sense, but uh, hasn't been a lust. And because of his success and being charming and, I guess, incredibly handsome, he hasn't had to fall in love. You know, he's kind of been able to kind of maneuver his way through life in various relationships. So love is something that he's never experienced. And his co-star, which is uh, uh, Trina Nicole, she's a young lady that wants love but just doesn't know how love looks. 
based on past experiences, based on uh, her friends' experiences. So when they sit down and bounce stuff off each other, you know, it's just like, hey, I'm giving up on love. And throughout this journey with their friends and their everyday uh, careers, they bump into each other. And everyone knows when you date somebody, it's almost like an audition in a sense. You have to go through the good, the bad, may have some things that you may not like where, hey, he may not text you back or, hey, she may not call the way you want to. Something may make you mad, but then after that, you have to find a way to work through that, and that's one thing that they both do. Uh, they also have co-stars, uh, Jocelyn Davis. Uh, she's uh, one of Trina's best friends in the movie. And comedian, uh, uh, got two comedians in there, comedian uh, B. Jones. Uh, he's an upcoming comedian as well, very talented. Not to mention uh, comedian Drew. He's very talented, very talented. He's kind of provides the comic relief throughout the whole movie. You know, he's a guy that, uh, and guys have friends like this all the time. Uh, he's a guy that has, thinks he's doing better in the dating life than he really isn't. Um, also, my good friend Priest, he's in the movie as well, too. So uh, it's about six talented people in the movie as well, but they mm-hmm. carry the movie, uh, making sure that they, were on point with their lines, and I told them, make sure that these characters, you know, you have to bring them to life. I wrote them down, but you have to bring them to life with your personality and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. um, they did a great job of it, a great job of it. And uh, just even looking at some of the editing things we looked at the last couple of days, and it's just like, wow, I'm really impressed and blown away from by it, too. So. Wow. You know, it it is something to say that you wrote the movie. It is something to say that you produce, you know, you put the movie out there. It's, it's it's finally your baby, but the rumor has it that the movie is based on your life. Any truth to that? Uh, <laughs> you, you know, uh, I can say this: is that there may be a couple ex girlfriends that say, "Hey, this, this that scenario <laughs> looks very familiar." Let's just say that. So, uh, not, not to mention, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure you have some of your homegirls that. When they call and they tell you stories about when they went on dates and things of that nature, stuff that went good, stuff that went bad, and I sprinkle a little bit in that into the stories, you know, so to mm. uh, make okay. some of these scenarios pop up to life. So um, we want to have stuff that was, or, yeah. You you so, you uh, you're we want, you're being skippy with me. You're just not telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good yeah. Like I said, I, I may have a couple ex girlfriends that say, hey. You know, that, that looks real familiar. I, I kind of remember that a little bit. So, uh, But we did a good job of that. We did a good job of writing. And one thing I did, especially for the guys like T-Dot, uh, he's a comedian. Uh, Andrew Shaw, he's a comedian. Brandon Jones, he's a comedian. Uh, I gave it to him. I said, hey, here's the punchline. Here's the joke. Now bring it to life for this scenario mm-hmm. right here. This scene right here help bring it to life. And even for Trina and Jocelyn, um, they both had a couple punchlines where, okay, you ladies have to make this funny from a female standpoint. And they did a great job. They did a great job. So uh, I can't wait till everyone sees the work that we've been in. So. Well, I am looking forward definitely to um, seeing what it is next after the project of Love to Love. So what is it? Tell me. Uh, well, after Love to Love, we got it in, uh, some select theaters throughout the United States, uh, a bunch of them in the Midwest. Uh, I think I have a couple theaters out West Coast, I believe, 
and maybe some on the East Coast. I'm going to work on that as well, too. I'm in New York a lot. Um, after that's going to be straight to Hula and Amazon Prime. So you can look for those, I want to say, to be honest, maybe late August, early September, maybe before uh, Labor Day. You know, it'd be on all those platforms like that. So uh, the next, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do actually a, uh, believe it or not, it's going to be a sitcom. We're working on a sitcom. We have about five episodes written already. Uh, it's called Classes. And it's about a teacher, which, uh, again, taking off some of my experiences a little bit, uh, comedian Brandon Jones, he plays a teacher that basically kind of has to grow up in life in a sense. And he's growing up as he's teaching kids as well, too, middle school kids. So a lot of the funny things that he sees on a day-to-day basis, being a role model and having to grow up at the same time. So it was very, very funny. Uh, he's spearheading that one. And that's something that we're actually going to put on as a YouTube series. But the best thing about it, even though he's going to provide some comic relief, uh, it's going to be back like sitcoms how we grew up watching them, you know, like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Family Matters. It's going to have a message in it. Every episode will have a message. And especially dealing with some of the school experiences that we see on a day-to-day basis, self-esteem, decision-making, uh, peer pressure. You know, we're going to hit all uh-huh. those major issues that kids go through and address it and use YouTube as a platform where everybody can see it no matter what. You don't have to pay for this. This mm-hmm. is free. And just be able to do, uh, I think the goal is trying to fit maybe two to three episodes out a month, you know, so that way okay. schools, yeah, school systems can use it as a curriculum as well, too, no matter if it's high school, middle school, elementary, whatever, throughout the country, something that can be used as well, mm-hmm. too, because, you know, when I grew up, I, I remember watching sitcoms, and I know that today's generation and everything, how quickly everything moves, we're on or goes so much. We got our phones, our tablets. No one's able to sit in front of the TV. So I kind of want to use that same model to not only be able to have laughter, but have a message as well, too. You know, and mm. didn't want to say it, but I guess I'll use your show to debut. I guess this is the first time I will be in the in the show as well, too. I'll be serving as the principal. So I, I, I have to get my acting on a little bit. I have to get my acting uh-huh. on a little bit. So, you know, so yes. I'm going to work my magic. Hopefully hopefully I can be the, uh, you know, uh, the Morris Chestnut or the Aegis Elba principals in schools or something. Uh-huh. I can pull that off, hopefully. You know, that's, what I'm, that's my oh, goal right now. You're going to have to yeah, send us a trailer. That's my goal right there. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, so that's, yeah. I'm, I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. So that's, that's classless. Uh-huh. That's the name of that one. And, uh. I want to say we may be shooting. We got about four episodes done already, so I think we may be shooting the end of this month. Sorry, I'm not going to add out, which uh, I'm looking forward to that. And then I have another project, maybe fall. Um, it's kind of untitled right now, but I'll be playing a relationship therapist. And couples or women, more so women, come into my office and they talk about the issues and dating issues, basically. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of another project we're working on. I'm kind of excited about. So uh, one project, I'm behind the camera saying action, cut, fix this, do it again. Another one, I'm jumping in the trenches. So looking forward to all these projects. Looking forward to them all. Awesome. Awesome. Now let me ask you a question because today's show is about self-sabotage. Has there any been at one point in your career where you think you may have sabotaged yourself and your progress? Yes, yes. I can um 
I can definitely say uh, I, I have been there before where that has happened. Um, just like you, uh, I produce, I've kind of stepped back a little bit because we work with the projects, but I've uh, had a radio experience. And one thing I can say for all your listeners and people in the world, no matter where you're at, we have a gift or a talent. You can't be afraid to shine. Okay. And one thing I kind of struggled with was uh, hiding behind a lot of my gifts and talents. Um, I had a friend of mine next to me that, uh, just like myself, maybe you or anybody listening, sometimes we can be what you call, quote, unquote, peerless. And it's like, hey, I don't have anybody I can talk to or when I'm doing these fancy ideas like a movie, things of that nature, well, none of my friends do this. And I was scared to kind of tell them, like, hey, I got this I'm working on because I was kind of afraid they would look at me different or kind of give me advice, like, oh, you can't do that. So a lot of these projects and talents that I had in the past, I would kind of sit on or put them on the back burner. And as I got older, I looked at like, wow, I got all this talent I'm not using. And it kind of took a friend of mine to say, hey, you need to go ahead and do this before you won't be able to do it or before someone takes your ideal. And next thing you know, because you're holding back, you can sabotage yourself. You know, so one thing I've always mm-hmm. taught myself moving forward and other people is, if you can do it, do it. You know, if you believe in yourself, do it. Don't let other people kind of, I call it the cosign, cosign for your way. If you don't believe in it, then how can anybody else believe in it? You know? Yeah. So, um, that's wow. kind of that right there. But, yeah, that's that's yeah. kind of thing like that. And I think I've had a couple, uh, uh, as far as the sabotage part, uh, a big concert we were, I was supposed to be a part of as far as bringing it to my city. And because I was unsure and afraid, it didn't happen. And probably could have been a big turning point in what I'm doing now, maybe five years ago. So, um, so yeah, I've, I've been there before. But you have to believe in yourself before anybody else believes in you. You know, Don't look for a cosign for five, ten, hundred people. You have to do it yourself. You have to be your biggest fan, your biggest supporter first, then everybody else will come second. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I want to thank you for, for sharing that because that, you know, again, that is important. And I want people to understand that, you know, even successful people like yourself have self-sabotaged at one point in our in, in their lives. And, you know, you can come out of it. You can advance. You can definitely move forward um, because it's, it's I, I guess it's just typical. I think most people just, because they think it's, it's just them, it's no one else in the world, you know, only they did that, that they think they can't move forward. And, I, and that's why I say this This show is very important because we all uh, can be our worst enemy and we all can sabotage our own dreams. Um, so I want to oh, thank definitely. you for being definitely. on the I, 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 I definitely agree mm-hmm. with that. And just like with your show and your platform that you use, you know, I'm pretty sure when you first had this ideal that everybody didn't say, you know what, you can do this. And sometimes, you know what it is, I think we, we all, you know, I think it's human nature. Sometimes it's it's afraid to listen. You, you kind of hear the, the doubters a little bit. Sometimes they can get to you and shake your confidence a little bit, you know. So, oh, well, let me tell you. Uh, this, might be, this might be even a movie within itself if you ever want to write it, you know. It's, it's my story. There, but you, there, my story there, was, there you go. Yeah, the, the, my story was I was depressed. I hadn't done anything. I hadn't moved forward in my talents in many years, and I was very depressed. And I said to myself, you know, there's got to be other people out there that are doing stuff or some people out there that are depressed. And I think I've said this many times on the show. Uh, I'm going to find them. I'm going to 
start my own radio show. I mean, who does that though? I mean, who does that? Who who who's depressed and all of a sudden out of their own little idea to get the light bulb on top of their head and they say we're gonna start a radio show to find all the depressed people in the world to encourage them so I can be encouraged too. Yeah. <laughs> that was my idea. Yeah. <laughs> Look how it's manifested and how it's grown, and yeah. that's what it's about. And, and, and a lot of times, later. what, yeah, that's dope. Because a lot of times, what, what we tend to do as uh, human nature, we look for the clap on the, the clap or the pat on the back, like, yeah, you can do it, you can do it, but you got to do it first. They got to ask yeah. you first before it comes from everybody else. And no. a lot of times it just turns into that because sometimes it's it's a point where, well, you can't do that. I can't do it. So why can't you do it? And that was the big thing. And I kind of ran there as well too. Like, hey, I will hold back on my ideas. Like, you know what? I don't want to say anything because I didn't want to be, oh, you can't do that. Don't waste your time. And you know what? Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't do that. You know, so now I'm more vocal and outgoing with everything. Like, yo, I have a movie coming out. I have a TV show coming out. I have another show mm. coming out. I'm more vocal, so I'm in your face telling you, this is what I have coming. So when you see it, right. you understand, like, yeah, Lance said that a while ago. Gotcha. So oh. that's what well, we're doing right now. So. Yeah. I didn't oh, have any should, cat- you should. You should. Uh, I-, I didn't have anyone I told. I just did it. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's how you get the best mm-hmm. results, just doing it. So, just doing um, it. Yeah that's, how we, yeah, that's how we did it. You know, I had to... Uh, with this project, just write it, put it down, write it, put it down. After I say, you know what, let me finish it. You know, my good friend Dougie, shout out to Dougie. Listen to you, got a chance to read it, say, hey, I like it. Tweaked a couple things of it, got everybody on involved. Got uh, Will's director, Bridget, executive producer, uh, talented T Dot, Trina, Jocelyn, uh, Andrew, Brandon, uh, and Priest. And you know what, we made a awesome project together. You know, so. I just can't share with you guys. And um yeah, after we get off, uh make sure I uh, have the uh my team get your information. We'll make sure we send you guys some shirts, some hats, everything. Yeah, I'm I'm working overtime. Yeah. I'm working overtime. So yeah, all you do is just send it to my team and they'll get it to me and I'll make sure I get the boxes and stuff out to you and your people. Um we're working like crazy. I'm doing interviews left and right. The team is doing interviews left and right. So uh, I'm pretty sure next week you'll probably have them on the show because they're going to reach out for some interviews. So uh, right now we're on our first leg of the press run. And then once the movie drops, uh, part two of the press run. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So, um, yeah, just for all your listeners, look out for Love to Love and Classless. Classless is starring uh, Brandon Jones. So it's going to be funny gonna be funny so and then after that it's gonna be a little more serious with the next project with me star mm. gotcha so mm. it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun wow well congratulations on love to love congratulations on everything you're doing keep it up keep it going um i can't say enough that you inspire me this is the reason i started the the show just to be inspired to see who's out there doing things and i'm telling you i made the right decision and you're just, you're one of the people that I love. I mean, you know, I love this interview, but you're one of the people that actually bring other people out of their shell. And mm-hmm. thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Definitely, 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 definitely. Hey, you and the rest of your listeners, I want you guys to enjoy the rest of your evening. And 
you know, anything me and my people can do to help, hey, we're here. So uh, remember, you got to be your big supporter, the biggest fan. So got you. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. And I and I can't wait to see it. When it comes out, I'm going to be like you, wearing the T-shirt. Everybody's going to be jealous. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, I'm going to get with Will. Um, it's funny. We just had a, a, a text conversation. So uh, we didn't want to let the cat out the hat yet, but uh, we're going to drop the official trailer within the next couple of days or so, maybe this weekend. And then after that, trailer number two. So once this drops, we do our PR run at different studios, I mean, different theaters throughout the U.S. And after that, you'll see it on Hulu and your Amazon Prime right away. So. I'm uh, looking forward oh, to it. I'm Thank sure. you, guys. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And like I said, uh, just send my team information, and we'll make sure we get the T-shirts and hats and stuff out to you guys next weekend. Woo-hoo. Well, I'm taking my pictures with it all. You you don't even know. I'm already planning it. <laughs> 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 thank gotcha. Gotcha. You gotcha. Well, gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I got your Twitter here, so people can go ahead and go to that, and they can look up your name. Uh, Lance Pitts, and then type in Love to Love. I did it. It's very simple. Or you can go ahead and go to Twitter, and that's uh, twitter.com forward slash LP underscore Mr. Epic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Go. they can go to uh, Facebook, Love to Love. Uh, really, fo- you know, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm, I'm kind of excited, kind of. Uh, Mr. Epic forever. Mr. Epic for ever. And you got a lot of stuff like that that I'm posting a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, so a lot of good videos and everything, too. So uh, make sure you guys follow me. You know, hey, I follow back, too. So, um, again, everybody enjoy the rest of the evening. Look forward to seeing you guys next week. You guys will have some, uh, like I said, the T-shirts and hats in the mail then, okay? Awesome. Thank you so much. Again, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. All right. Wow. Amazing, amazing people on the show today. Amazing. I want to thank Lance for coming on. I, I definitely want to take, thank Victoria for being on. And I want to thank you because you are the listeners and you make this show happen. Amazing show today, by the way. Inspirational. Uh, two different aspects of, of professions, but still entertainers. We all have to understand that we have a gift within us. What gift do you have, and what what kind of question are you going to ask yourself to pull that out? Ask yourself and begin to ask yourself, why am I so successful? I think that's the best question that we can ask ourselves because then the brain begins to think. And I, should, I know you involuntarily began to think of the reasons that you are so successful, and you really are. You know, you have to you have to reprogram your mind with the right question. So I hope you do that today. And I'm going to go because I have a lot of work to do. So I want to thank you for listening to us on WKDW 97.5 FM Real Community Radio, as well as Bomb Baby Radio and the Caribbean Community Radio Network in the Caribbean and all of the east coast of the border of Florida, from Fort Lauderdale, I'm sorry, West Palm Beach, all the way down, all the way through the islands. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Uh, so many people listening to the show now at I just want to say this all started with just me. I had no listeners 10 years ago. There was nobody on the other end, but I desperately wanted it. And I pretended like millions of people were listening. But now that I look back on it, I can say that the dream 
was never to be this big star, this big radio host. It was always just to inspire me to move. So you have inspired me. Thank you. And let's leave it on that note. Don't forget everybody what I always say, and I'll always say it. Don't forget to what? Dare to be different, baby. (laughs) I love saying that. Until next time, which is going to be Monday night. Monday night starting at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good night, everybody. 